Hello and welcome to Planning to the Max. My name is Samantha from Events by Tiger and I absolutely love logistics, events logistics that is. We are living in such a strange time at the moment with COVID-19, but I think there is a great opportunity to highlight the events industry in a way we haven't before. Planning to the Max is about celebrating the events we know and love, but also celebrating the events that have managed to pivot their offering during this tough time. Let's dive into it. Today, we will be talking about the current landscape in Las Vegas, but to set the scene, let's look at some numbers. Las Vegas has over 40 million visitors a year and nearly 7 million of those visitors attend the city for conference convention purpose. In February 2020 alone, there were 3.3 million visitors, a 4.5 increase on 2019, and 760,000 of these visitors were for convention. Historically, February is always the quietest time of the year in Vegas, but 2020 was shaping up to show some great stats. I'm really excited to be joined today by Michelle Mayer. Michelle has been working events in Vegas for over 20 years. Previously to her current role, Michelle spent eight years with the Freeman Company, and now she is the Regional Sales Manager for Business Events at PRA. PRA is a destination management company, which represents a different segment of the convention industry. Michelle helps event organizers and meeting planners source prime locations, venues, and creative content for their clients and groups that want to hold their programs and meetings in Las Vegas. I have been fortunate enough to work with Michelle on a few events, as, and she is an absolute machine. I'm really excited to be talking with her today. Michelle, welcome to Planning to the Max. Thank you, Sam. So happy to be here. Great to hear your voice. It's been a while since we've worked together, but um, yeah. we've stayed in touch and it's always nice to um, hear what's going on in your part of the world. And um, Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so let's, um, let's dive into it because straight off the bat, I wanted to know what the landscape looked like for you in 2020 before COVID-19. Um, give us some insight about what you were feeling when you um, had to cancel so many or postpone so many events. Yeah, great, great, uh, great questions. Um, you know, we had a lot of events that were activating at the time um, and other programs, they were really, you know, ramping up very quickly, um, not only just for the rest of the year, um, but on into next year, 21, 22, um, and actually beyond that as well. Um, and in fact, I had just returned from a global sales mission in Chicago in February, where our team had met with um, quite a few key clients for future events, um, you know, to work out their strategy and plans and venues and locations and whatnot. Um, but then only a short three, four weeks after that, really everyone's world just turned upside down. And unfortunately, Vegas was starting to shut her down. Peary was fully prepared to start executing on funded client programs, however, a lot of them were becoming nervous in, in canceling, um, understandably so. And so everyone closely watched the WHO for updates and soon the casinos and venues began to temporarily close, but with the intention of, you know, reopening at a future time as soon as it was possible. Yeah, I just asked Michelle a funny question off the air before we uh, started recording around um I had a brainwave last night before I went to bed. 
whether there were still lights uh, in the casinos, you know, the big lights that we're used to seeing in these iconic um, Vegas uh, pictures. Are they still are they still alight? And tell us a bit about the landscape at the moment, um, which is one of the biggest hubs for entertainment, food and events. What What's going on there? Sure, sure. So there has been a reduction, obviously, to save, you know, electricity and, and power, um, all of the, the marquees and the banners and the identification. Um, you know, that neon part is still going strong. <laughs> and what a lot of the hotels have done is, um, I don't know if there's an actual phrase for it, but they, they turn out um, a good portion of the, the lights and then um, they, they kind of do a pattern with like a heart or some text and, and turn those um, room lights on. So if you're driving up and down the strip at night right now, it's, it's really kind of, it's kind of eerie, but it's fascinating and it's interesting and, and just a whole mix of emotions when you see that too. So they're trying to be positive. They're trying to send out a message and, and really um, positive messages of welcoming the guests and, and locals back as soon as possible. And no crowds around and uh, it must be just an eerie kind of place to be at the moment. Yeah, it's, it's very, very strange. Um, it, the strip has never been shut down for this length of time um, ever, I think, in, in recorded history. Um, so the usual features that people are used to seeing, for example, the fountains at Bellagio, they're just, they're shuttered down. Um, the fountains at Caesars, you know, they've been turned off. Um, golf courses are closed. Um, so it's just, it's it's really, it's quiet that you've never heard on the strip before. Most people are used to the hustle and bustle and, you know, crowds moving and foot traffic and laughter and, you know, all those normal things that you see in Vegas, but it's just, it's quiet, it's gone. Yeah, I guess that's one of the reasons we uh, we travel to Vegas, just to see the strip lights for some of us. <laughs> yeah, well, like I said, the, the lights are still on, uh, just kind of in a, a different muted way. So we're, we're all looking forward to when they get back on 100%. Absolutely. So what do you still have in place for 2020 and um, in, this, in this strange situation we find ourselves in? Um, well, personally, I do have programs scheduled for both Q3 and Q4. Um, there's some programs I had that rescheduled to later dates, which I feel is the right thing to do, and, and I think most people would agree. It's really all unchartered waters for everyone with no equal comparison point, like I said before. So some of it is guesswork based on when the properties will reopen. Obviously, you know, we'd love to have them open sooner, but everyone wants to err on the side of cautiousness. Um, we're ready to ramp up as soon as the clients are ready to come back. I've had a lot of different conversations with industry colleagues over the past couple of weeks, and everyone pretty much agrees that this is a vastly different scenario. Um, it, it's different than other tragedies, such as 9-11, the recession, and 1 October. And the difference being with those events, um, I feel like there was a measure of closure after a relative period of time, but with COVID-19, the dates keep getting pushed back. And, you know, really with no clear quote unquote return to work or 
reopening dates. It's really kind of testing everyone's resiliency. So it's, it's very unusual indeed. Absolutely, it would be. And uh, one of the main things that we wanted to talk about on Planning to the Max podcast was um, events pivoting to what they know um, to, you know, maybe trying new things. So are there any digital events going on in Vegas at the moment? Are there conferences being filmed for a remote viewing? What's happening in that sort of landscape? Yeah, that, that's a great question. Um, that's that's really kind of an up and coming um, topic of discussion. There were some events that did have the ability to transfer to a virtual scenario. Um, for example, I can think of Adobe's digital summit at the Sands in Venetian um, that was canceled. But due to the nature of what Adobe does, they were able to deliver the event virtually to all the attendees within about two weeks or so. Um, so virtual event providers are definitely being utilized for this purpose and, and have a, uh, an increasingly high value, um, you know, not only now, but into the foreseeable future. I think that event providers and companies who understand the value of virtual events will really be successful um, as long as they deploy that new way of event, event communication, um, you know, in a meaningful way, or, uh, a way that people remember it. Um, and as long as they can pivot quickly. Absolutely. I mean, I think there's um, obviously trends uh, across the world in, in what industries are th thriving, but what have you seen in Vegas at the moment? What's, uh, what's thriving and what's um, really taking off during this time? Well, you know, as we kind of touched on before, while, while Vegas is really renowned, renowned sorry, for its, its world-class, um, you know, glitz, glamour, neon lights, <laughs> world-class restaurants, celebrity status, um, it's been really encouraging to see the, the, you know, human spirit, the tireless, hardworking human spirit coming through first and foremost. At least that's, that's what I see on a daily basis. Um, some of the restaurants, in fact, a lot of the restaurants here are doing what they can to support um, healthcare workers who are working really, really hard by donating meals. Um, and they, you know, they, they post on social media and, and the workers are just so thankful for that. Then other local small businesses, such as the gym that I go to, um, are reaching out to their members in an effort to collect donations for local food banks. Um, school programs and those in need. So those type of efforts really, really inspire me. It just honestly kind of warms my heart. And then I, in addition to that, I see the fitness industry thriving, you know, since literally um, quite it, thousands and thousands of hotel convention industry workers have been furloughed. They're working from home. Um, a lot of us are trying to keep up with virtual workouts and programs to deal with this new situation. <laughs> I think it's kind of humorous to a point because I see groups of people um, that, that are just so determined to become healthier and more motivated than ever, which is great and kind of ironic. So I think we're all for beating this really nasty virus. <laughs> and then uh, back to your question earlier, I, I think the biggest aspect about Vegas that we should keep an eye on, I'm keeping an eye on, is esports. Um, a lot of esport lounges have developed a very strong presence in the past 12 to 18 months. And I think these will be a big part, a key in our economic recovery. 
Um, you know, Vegas has really truly embraced professional sports in the past few years, notably with our beloved NHL team, which is the Vegas Golden Knights, near and dear to my heart. <laughs> um, and the arrival of the Vegas Raiders, which is football as, as we call it here, um, as well as other pro sports teams. So the list just keeps growing and it's really a welcome addition to our community. Yeah, obviously you, um, you just spoke previously about the human spirit shining through, but can you give me a couple of specific examples of um, directly in the, the sort of convention space um, industry? Sure, sure. And uh, not to be overlooked um, is that uprising of support being provided by exhibit houses. We, we call them EACs, which um, in the convention industry is an acronym. It means exhibitor point of contractors um, and some general contractors. They're providing and donating hundreds and thousands of panels, rental inventory, hardware, um, labor and freight services to deliver hospital type setups for patients within available convention space. Um, one example I can think of is the Javits Center in New York and another example is the Orange County Convention Center in Orlando, Florida. I really think it's a wonderful way to show humanitarian support during this time of crisis um, regardless of the location because it, it affects everyone. Yeah, and obviously that's keeping a few people in, in work, is that right? A little bit, yeah. <laughs> we'll take it. <laughs> Absolutely. Now, Vegas is always under construction, and um, this is a little bit off topic from the events and the esports, but um, just to give us an understanding over here, what does the current projects look like at the moment under construction? There's quite a few. Construction-wise, there's approximately um, $7 billion worth of projects underway, um, although there might be some impending work restrictions um, by the governor, and that, that can change you know, on a daily basis. Um, but for example, active projects include the, the $2 billion Allegiant Stadium, which is the future home of the Las Vegas Raiders football team. Um, there's also a $980 million expansion of the Las Vegas Convention Center. Um, there's also a brand new uh, resort and casino, um, and it's a $4.3 billion project. It's for Resorts World. And then there's a privately funded Circa Casino Resort in downtown Las Vegas. So uh, we did have some work going on the MSG Sphere project, but that was recently stopped, um, of course, because of, of working conditions. Um, and, and that Sphere is a $1.66 billion um, entertainment center being built behind the Venetian, and ex it's expected to open in 2021, but that date might be um, somewhat pushed back now. Yeah, so it's, there's some huge numbers still going into economy, into the economy, which is a great thing to see. And, um, you know, I think construction is still um, working hard around the world, which uh, that's also good to see for every country. But um, definitely a, a timeline. Has casinos and conference spaces been given any sort of timeline to what the recovery path looks like? Well, right now we're under a shelter-in-place order until the end of April, except for necessary services. 
Um, I have heard that some casinos are taking reservations as early as May 1st, um, but to be fair, I've also heard May 15th being a target date um, for the entire city to be, you know, back, back on its feet. Um, truthfully, I'm not really not certain anyone can predict a hard and fast date per se. It keeps changing, obviously, based on medical updates. But I do know that some large conventions originally scheduled for last month um, in March have rescheduled to September. So we're all hoping that that materializes. And with the opening of Resorts World at the end of 2020, and the availability um, of the new Caesars Forum, Vegas can definitely handle the heads and beds and any additional demand for convention space for these rebooked shows. So there's some speculation that there will be a, a gradual ramp up instead of um, instant overnight demand as before. Um, and I would personally tend to agree with that. Yeah, I think um, our travel bans, they, they are talking about the 11th of May, but I'm not holding my breath on that. And um, I think that we've all just got to be ready to be in this sort of uh, pause phase that we're in for a little while. So, yeah, I, I would agree, Sam. <laughs> um, so I just wanted to, as we close out the... Um, as we close out the podcast, obviously we've been through so much information and, um, you know, it can be quite a heavy <laughs> topic to talk about. Um, I just wanted you to kind of touch back on the, the how the general public or general population is uh, banding together at the moment to support and ensure that Las Vegas comes out of the other side of this in a good position. Sure, sure. So like, like we talked about earlier when I was, I was touching on, you know, the human spirit, it, it's really so strong and there's countless examples of positivity and creativity and kindness throughout this community. I think sometimes it's just a matter of a text um, or a message to make sure that our furloughed hotel friends and, you know, other friends are doing okay knowing that they appreciate being checked on and, and that they're not alone because we're, we're all in this together. Absolutely. Well, Michelle, thank you for your insight um, across uh, a few different industries in Vegas and giving us an overall look at um, what's going on over there. I mean, uh, we're all concerned about all cities, but um, it's good to hear um, how the, the entertainment mecca of uh, the world is, uh, is dealing with it all. <laughs> <laughs> right. Well, my pleasure, Sam. It was, it was so nice to catch up with you. It's great to hear your voice and um, always remember those shows that we worked on. We had such a great time doing it, didn't we? <laughs> Absolutely did. Hard work uh, all pays off, right? Yes, it sure does. <laughs> awesome. Thanks, Michelle. Have a great day. All right. You too. Thanks so much, Sam.